So I am with Andrea Pacini today from Ideas on Stage. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Siv. How are you today? Very good, thank you. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Now, tell us about your company, Ideas on Stage. So we are presentation coaches. Uh, I myself am a presentation coach. I help business professionals create and deliver memorable presentations. I've been doing it for a number of years, but then last year I got in contact with Ideas on Stage, which in this space is one of the leading specialists. In the last 10 years, they've been helping thousands of people deliver amazing presentations. And we got to know each other and we decided to join forces. And so this year I've launched Ideas on Stage UK and we specialize in helping business professionals win more deals, get more customers and sell more using effective presentations. And my vision, Steve, is to read the world of crappy PowerPoint. We've all been sat in a business presentation with PowerPoint presentations going on for hours on end, haven't we? <laughs> exactly. That's what we want to change. So a bit of background maybe about you then. Your, what's your story? So the, the reason why I ended up working with business professionals, uh, helping them with their presentations, is because most business presentations suck. <laughs> that's, that's what we see. I don't know about you, but also our, our listeners today, I don't know, I would be interested to understand whether they've ever been in a situation where they get up in front of an audience and they can't get their messages across, they, they can't grab and keep people's attention. Uh, and a few hours after the presentation, nobody remembers anything about what they said. And even worse, nobody does anything. Nobody buys anything. Now, I've been there many times. At the beginning of my career, I was pretty rubbish uh, presenting. And I was working in sales. So if you work in sales and you can't present effectively, I can tell you it doesn't help. So I said, okay, I want to improve my presentation skills. I want to become a good presenter. And what I did is I started reading. That's the very first thing. I started reading everything I could. I remember... My very first book was Presentation Zen by Gar Reynolds. Gar is the, the, the father of effective presentations, number one. And anyway, I started to apply what I was learning to my own presentations. And eventually, I did improve. And not only that, but I also became super passionate about it because things started to work. So then I trained as a presentation coach. Uh, and then I decided to help others improve their presentations. And the reason why we focus on business presentations is because that allows me to combine my experience in sales, my interest in business, and my passion for presentations to then help business professionals sell more using better presentations. Because for me, Steve, it's this intersection of business and communication that really lights me up. That, that's what drives me. Mm. And you tend to work one-to-one -one or are you um, dealing with groups of people? We work both one-to-one, -one, coaching clients towards a specific presentation. For example, if they have a very important presentation and they want to make sure they get it right, we work one-to-one. -one. We've got a program to help them give the best talk of their life. Uh, we also work in groups in terms of, for example, we go to companies and we offer training courses and workshops to teach teams how to prepare, design, and deliver an effective presentation. So while, while you're here, maybe, maybe we can grab some secret sauce, some presentation tips, maybe, from you. 
Sure, yeah. If you want, I can give you a few tips. Maybe, uh, you see, Steve, there are three key arts of presenting. It's preparation, so content, storytelling, design, and delivery. So preparation, design, and delivery. If you want, I can give you one tip for each of the three key arts. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the first thing I would say, forget the tool. Forget the tool. Now, the very first thing most people do when they when they need to create a presentation is to well, open PowerPoint or any other tool, it doesn't make any difference, and put together some slides. Now, in reality, what you see there, the result is obvious. You always see the usual boring slides, ineffective, with a title at the top, a block of text in the middle, maybe some bullet points, each bullet point appearing with a different effect, and then you have a random clip part on the side. <laughs> that's what we see all the time, right? Yeah. And that's normal because that's what the tool wants you to do. You open PowerPoint and you have a preset layout that invites you to insert a title at the top and a block of text in the middle. But what you should do instead, before PowerPoint, before this, you should understand your audience and their needs, set your objective, find your key messages, and then translate your key messages into a storyline that makes it easier for your audience to follow you, remember what you say, and do something after your presentation. So only once you have a clear storyline, then can you ask yourself, okay, does it help to illustrate my points using visuals? If the answer is yes, and only if the answer is yes, then we can think about PowerPoint. By the beginning, forget it, forget the tool. So that's the first one. The other one in terms of design, presentation design, I would say remove the unnecessary. Keep it simple. Keep your slides simple, as simple as possible. Now, if I tell you, Steve, that the way most people and companies use slides is not aligned with what science knows about communication, do you think that's a fair statement? Would you agree? Probably, yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and do you know why? Because we can't listen while we are reading, but we can listen while we are watching. And the reason is very simple. If we look at how a brain works, the written text is processed in the same part of the brain that processes the spoken text. And so reading and listening are two conflicting activities for a brain. Now, what does that mean? Well, what that means is that if I show you a slide full of text, you either read the slide or listen to me. You can't do both. It's impossible. So it's useless. Mm. But if we look around, what do we see? Well, what I see, I can tell you every day, I see that the slides of most business presentations are full of text, full of bullet points. But that doesn't work. Even science tells us it doesn't work. So the alternative is to use simple and visual slides with just a few words that support and amplify your messages. One of the problems with slides full of text is that they replicate what you say. But slides never have to do that because you are the presentation, not your slides. Mm. So that was another one. And then in terms of delivery, the third key art of presenting, you have to rehearse, you have to prepare. Now, here's the thing. I even if you have maybe a very clear, well-structured talk, maybe you've illustrated it, if it's appropriate, with highly effective visuals, then you may be tempted to say that you are now ready to get up in front of your audience and deliver it. 
Now, maybe you are, but maybe not. To use the analogy, now, in motor racing, it's not because you have the fastest car that you're going to win the race. So the, the performance of the driver is crucial. Now, racing drivers need to prepare properly for race day. There's a lot of preparation, physical and mental preparation. Now, in a presentation, it's similar. You can have a great story, great slides, but your performance as the presenter is still very, very important. And it doesn't matter whether you are an improviser or a learner. These are the two types of speakers that we see all the time. You have those who feel more comfortable improvising a bit more, which is fine, and those who feel more comfortable learning maybe a script. It doesn't matter whether you are an improviser or a learner, but I would still encourage you to rehearse a number of times mm. before you give your presentation. And especially for improvisers, this is very important. It doesn't matter if what they say is different each time they rehearse, that's fine, but I can promise them it will be more powerful the fifth time they, they rehearse than the first. Mm. So that's the third tip that we need to rehearse, we need to prepare. Yeah. And I think you have some free videos on your website, don't you, we can watch? Yeah, definitely. So if, if people are interested, I would say get in contact directly with me. I do have a number of free resources like a webinar that people can jump on at any time where I talk about the three key ingredients you need to make presentations that sell. Uh, there is a report that we've created with the top seven mistakes most business professionals make when they create presentations. And we also have a very interesting tool, uh, the Presentation Scorecard. It's an online tool that helps you to assess your presentation skills against the three key arts of presenting, preparation, design, and delivery. You just need to answer 22 yes and no questions. It takes less than five minutes. And at the end, you will receive a score and also what that score means for you. Uh, so these are all free resources that we are very happy to share. So get in touch and I'd be happy to share it. So getting in touch with you, where can we go? We have our website, ideasonstage.com. My email address, happy to share it. It's uh, andrea.pacini at ideasonstage.com. And I can tell you, it's the smallest investment you can make in yourself to make the biggest difference to your career. So keep going, you won't regret it, and the most important thing is that your audience for sure will thank you. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Andrea. That's fantastic. Some good tips there. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much for having me. And we should also thank Ward Williams as we borrowed their room. Thanks, Ward Williams. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you.